What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking killing, killing Me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. And thank you guys for tuning in. Amazing. So, Rainy wants to share something really exciting with everybody. Everybody, Toronto Film Shorts is a presentation that is happening this upcoming weekend, and it includes all short films from all over the world, including the short film made by my sister, Ginger Kearns, which is being premiered uh, at 7 p.m. on Friday, March 1st. You can buy tickets online on their website. They're $15, and everybody should go support, and it's going to be a really cool night. What is your sister's movie called? And then there was four, but you can buy your tickets for like the entire first program, which is at 7 o'clock. And they're short films, so you don't have to like bear in and prepare for a <laughs> long one. Something weird. Something weird. <laughs> there's multiple films. There should be about 10 that night. And then there's a talk back after with all the artists from all over. Which is really cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this week we have Samuel Tans. Yeah. Samantha. Another female duet. Yep. Samantha and Melissa who make contemporary dance in the city. Right. And they just came off a run of their show that they were very lucky and got a grant for. Yeah. So we're going to get started with them. And thank you guys for listening. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Mel. And we are Simultunts. And we are a contemporary-based company that is known for fusing different dance styles all together into really powerful, powerful productions. Yeah, we just finished our first, uh, not our first, our fifth production <laughs> of Mindful. It was awesome. Um, let's just start. Congratulations on your show. Thank you. Thanks. How are you feeling after it? Um, really good. Uh, we had a really nice run. It was awesome. Um, we sold out our final night too, which was a really great night to end on. Um, also kind of feel like what's next? What are we doing now? And already you're asking that. I am. Mel's like, Hey, let's relax now. And do yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Mel, we have this, this, and this do. She's like, okay, I just need one week. Don't worry. Just, we'll just do that next week. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was a really, it was really rewarding, especially because it was our first show where we got a grant and we were able to like be in the studio and actually create in the studio and spend time, mm-hmm. like exploring different things and learning, like researching on the outside, but also exploring within the studio. So it was right. really like a fulfilling, like finally the production came and and it was like the feedback we got from everyone was what we were expecting kind of like what our purpose was Mm -hmm. and it was really nice to hear that people got the message so yeah it's awesome um how long did it take you to get that first grant Um, well like how many tries that was our second try with that grant um but we knew it was a good one it was a good one yeah it was like we had we had put that proposal in a couple times to different festivals okay every time we just kept editing and editing it and then we got other people to read it who have you know, submitted for grants and things like that. So it was nice. Like, it was just a strong concept and like, we were very clear on what we wanted. Right. And I think we just knew like, I would have been devastated if we didn't get it. Cause I was like, everything is there. Like we really, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. And it was like a year in the making, like that idea was already, you know, a year before that. And then like Mel said, it just kept building and building and building. And we found out actually on my birthday, it was my 30th. And the Yay. the letter, the email came in. I'm like, Mel, we have to open this. She's like, you want to do it today? I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do it. She's like going into the portal. And then I couldn't get in. I'm like, something's wrong. She's like, okay. She's like, figure it out. <laughs> it was so dramatic. It was. was. Like, and then she's like, we got it. And like both like burst into tears. I'm like crying on my kitchen floor. <laughs> but like so happy. It was yeah, a good birthday a present. Good- it's a good Yay. present. Like, you know, you work really hard for it. And, like, for anybody who spends time writing a grant, like, it's definitely not the same. Like, you kind of have to go back into school mode. And, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, understand yeah. how to write again and, like, come from all the different angles and use those buzzwords and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> and spend time doing it because it's a job. Yeah. 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 There's some people that can write that just understand grant writing. Mm-hmm. You know, that they just get it and they can write it and then they are super successful all the time and it's always like a clear concept and they just fucking get it Mm -hmm. but then i also hear that it's so dependent on like your jury and like what else is being put forward that year Mm -hmm. and who else you're with and who's on the jury and you're just like what the fuck like in the time of year yeah 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 Yeah. 
yeah, that's, there's a lot of variables, I think. Yes. But I, I also do think that just comparing our applications, our, like, our earlier submissions and someone we had, it was very, we had a clear idea. And I think being clear, mm-hmm. like actually, like any person could pick up your grant and read it, mm-hmm. no matter if they're an artist or like a scientist or like, you know, someone who deals with something completely different. They could understand what you're right. submitting. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing because a lot of us write in dance language mm-hmm. and don't even know how to explain what we're going to talk about right. all through movement. And like, it makes so much sense to us. Mm-hmm. And then someone else reads it and they're like, this is too fluffy and yeah, yeah. What, what are you actually talking about? It sounds really like nice, but what are you trying to say? Yeah. So. Which is also like, that was hard for us though, too. We're like, what are we saying in the most basic term here? Like, how mm-hmm. do we say it? And that's hard for artists and dancers. Like we use our bodies all the time and we're not dancing, mm-hmm. Right. you know, make, have me write a speech for like a wedding or something. That's so hard, but you want me to <laughs> dance about love? Sure. That's easy. Right. Like, <laughs> It, uh, it was challenging, but maybe we've uh, caught that streak. Maybe we'll keep getting more. <laughs> now that you know. Now that now we know. We know. Well, you're definitely more motivated now to like go out there and like plan, yeah. I think, along the, the schedule. Right. Like, you kind of have to. You kind of like have to assess. We actually did that. We sat down with a, a friend of ours, and he's kind of said, well, there's, you go through the grant writing avenue or you can go through sponsors or you can go through teaching Mm -hmm. like what do you want to do like you have to spend time like kind of analyzing and understanding this route to like get money so we just said like okay let's try it and you know the officers are really helpful too like Mm -hmm. just talking to them and understanding what to like get from them yeah um was it were you guys already working on it before you submitted the grant you said you had been working on it for a while. Same dancers, same cast, movement, or just, just the, the idea. idea? Just the idea, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're technically not allowed to start, which we didn't start until you get your results. So right. nothing in the studio or anything like that ever happened until it was just the idea of it. And yeah. you kind of already had to plan something that was not even existed at all. So you're, you know, you're thinking of your, your venue's already booked, mm-hmm. which it was. Because mm-hmm. um, you did it through... We did through uh, Dance Makers, Makers yeah. and we were also with uh, DanceWorks Coworks, right. their series festival as well. Yeah. So we had already you know, said that we were doing this project, like it was going to happen no matter what, mm-hmm. but working it or like creating it was not even existed, but we had to know how it was done. Right. That's the tricky thing too, is like when to apply and like when knowing when to apply and what to say and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just said. Having an idea ready for something right. that you have any like, what? You have to have your idea ready, and then four months you'll find out. You mm-hmm. wait four months to find yeah. out if you're going to get your, your money. So what was the plan if you didn't get it? Um, well, the show was still happening regardless. The yeah. plan was then to attack the sponsorship route and see how we can you know, get funding then in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, corporate sponsors, yeah. Corporate sponsors, Donations, um, possible workshops as well. Donations, you have to you have to explain that too. If you weren't getting the grant or you weren't getting the full amount, which we didn't get the full amount, oh, okay. but we still got you know, I think like sixty percent of what we asked yeah. for. Yeah, so like you have to make up the rest. Yeah, right. some way somehow. So you get the grant. Now let's talk about that. Once you get it, you only get sixty. You only got sixty percent of it. Mm-hmm. How do you now allocate money? that you've budgeted for to like pay dancers in full pay um, venues in full pay marketing in full. How do you now allocate the money? Also because it's only 60%. Yeah. Right. right. Like where's that change? And it's like, yeah. So we kind of had to reduce the amount of hours or we kind of had to make like a flat rate for our dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank God, like they were really passionate about the project. Yeah. Like I think, and I think they they want to like be a part of something. So they were down for the development. And then we also just changed, like, I guess we reallocated, like, certain, like, how much we spent on costumes. Yeah. We cut down on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we had some money in our fund, I guess, before to pay the venue. So mm-hmm. that was kind of coming out of our own pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, you know, we when we got some more sponsors, so we were able to increase. Basically, we met the budget we had submitted mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the grant. But initially, that grant was already, like, that budget was more than we really intended to spend. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind always of, ask for you more. Ask yeah. for more you you ask for that, yeah. you know, dream production that you're creating. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, can we actually like talk numbers? Because I think it's like really important for people to know how actually how much money it, it takes to put on a production. Oh yeah. Because people are like, oh, what do I pay dancers? Like two hundred dollars, like flat rate. When like cata rates are thirty two dollars for rehearsal an mm-hmm. hour. You well, know? now they've raised it too. Mm-hmm. It's forty dollars an hour. Right. Which, for like which professional. I don't get how for it's professional. Possible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like no right. one has money to yeah to pay those pe- like those rates. It's yeah. like, like well, even TDT is not getting paid cata rates. Like, it's yeah yeah. I don't know where that where they're where their numbers come from. Coming, yeah, right. yeah. It's not like we've increased. Um, I mean, we did incre- increase our minimum wage, but it's not like you know these random gigs are increased for no weddings or whatever you're doing, right? Like nothing else has increased. So how are you supposed to make this forty an hour? So what if you're our comfortable, total budget. Our total budget. Um, like- I think our dream jo- budget that we initially submitted was about twenty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rehearsals, rehearsals, full production costs, yeah, yeah, tech, tech, and and things moved around in that. Like I think we ended up spending more on advertising, right? Because we tried to, you know, advertise to a bigger clientele, like through print and programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we like cut our budget for costuming, so that you know we used what was in our closets already, and right, we right, went right. like and value, value village, village. <laughs> value village. Um, we had we got some sponsors, so I think we got about. Three thousand dollars in yeah. sponsors or yep. donations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if sixty percent of you pitched twenty grand, and then you got sixty yeah. percent of that, yeah. So, so for the production like grant was um, it was you could only a get max 15. of fifteen. Yeah. Okay. But we were also showing that we could support with our own funds. funds. So that was yeah. like talking about bringing in sponsors mm-hmm. and you workshops. know doing workshops like. We were showing that we were able to bring some money anyway to still create this $20,000 show. Right. So they gave us $10,000. Great. Which was, yeah. It's like huge. It is, it is huge. It's a lot. That's amazing. Um, but still, then it goes by so quickly. Paying, you know. <laughs> you pay your venue. Five artists. And your artists for dance. And then your money's gone. Like, just like that. You're like, that $10,000 is pretty much. Gone. Yeah. 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 So then with all and of that. advertising. Yeah. And costuming. <laughs> and then our fabric that we had in our piece. And then all the people who decided to like like printing our programs and creating a banner and like just things that we didn't even think of before. Yeah. So all in all our show actually came to about fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah. Yeah, closer to sixteen thousand dollars. For three nights. For three nights. Um, and our ticket, we also really low balled our ticket sales and revenue in terms of like, okay, if we only had like, you know, 40 people come per night, we said our ticket sales was like two grand, but we more than doubled that, which obviously helps our final budget mm-hmm. as well. Right. Yeah. And yet we're also playing, like we all handled our front of house. Mm-hmm. And we had to pay our lighting designer and our stage manager and our assistant stage manager, like all those, our photographer, our videographer, mm-hmm. like to create the content, like all those things you forget, like not really forget, but you just you remember after. Up. And then if you're like, oh, I want another video. Right. Do we have enough money in this budget? Because we, we essentially want to spend the most money on paying the dancers and paying ourselves. Right. Because right. for all that time. And then like, yes, the venue is probably the most expensive thing but the biggest like the biggest chunk of yeah money. yeah i mean i think the majority of our the money that uh toronto arts council gave us was given to the artists mm-hmm. so yeah. and that's the purpose of the but, grant yeah. to pay the, the artists and not spend all your money on advertising and right, right. All that stuff, so. um with your ticket sales being so good did you did that change how much you paid your dancers did the honorarium go up yes it did yeah, yeah. um we told them we were giving them a base fee of a thousand dollars and which was not a lot because there was no. a lot of rehearsals and it was a lot of, I mean, the show, the production itself, like the shows, it's, you don't really get paid that much. It's your rehearsals that you're getting yep. paid for at that time, right? And this was also before we even uh, got our grant. We're like, hey. Yeah, that was our base fee. That was our that base fee for them. Before the grant. Mm-hmm. So that and was... that was like not even thinking about us. It was like, okay, we'll, we'll do a thousand for the three yeah. extra dancers we hired. Yeah. And... Um, 
And from then on, it was like, we got the grant. We have no idea what you're giving you guys, but it's going to be more. We don't know what it is. And that's what we left it at. And that's yeah. what we left it at. And then it was like, it wasn't even until the show was done. And then, um, you know, we we're looking at our budget and everything and our total revenue. And they were like, okay, this is what we can give you guys. Mm. And it was a lot better than that, <laughs> which is yeah. great. Yeah. Yay. You know, and, and especially as dancers, you like... I know it's so bad. It's just like, I just want to give them more. Like yeah. I know how much time they put in. And, mm-hmm. and then Sam's like, okay, yeah, but remember all the other things we have to do and pay ourselves. Like this is the one time we get to pay ourselves too. Like, yeah. Yes. Cause you don't really even think about how much time we're spending on social media, promoting the show and the times you go out to meet people and get your sponsors. Like, it's kind of like a 24-hour job. Like you're, Not even I mean, the hours that you spent writing that grant. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes. that too, even before. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, we didn't even consider that, too. Yeah. Being a producer is a job. Yeah. And you guys yes. were your own producers. You had we to do all of that legwork. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Every part of it. I love it, but it's, like, exhausting. <laughs> and that was, like, it was, like, remember, next time we need to give ourselves an hour just to handle front of house if we don't, like... Because it's like you go into the space and you just want to dance at this point, right? Yeah. But you have to be the producer. You're still organizing front of house. We're still making sure like our lighting designers and giving notes to there. our dancers, yeah. warming up ourselves, cleaning up the space. <laughs> like, the space wasn't there, for, like in the proper conditions that you, you know. There's all those things that come, and then you're like literally five minutes before you're like, okay, I'm going to dance now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys danced in the in your own work. Yes, yeah. We do. Oh wow. Yeah. I guess that's helpful because there's two of you, so you can kind of always have someone looking on what it's helpful but it's we never hard. do that this is probably the first time we we did have a little bit of sitting out and watching each other mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah we decided that was like a learning thing like maybe we need to not being the same parts as much yes but people like to watch us dance together so that's also like they're like waiting for it they're like okay, yeah. when is sam and mel gonna dance together yeah and they're like oh but which we really didn't that much this time yeah it was just like all of us together, which is fine, which is what the piece came to be. But yeah, this is probably the first time that we were like, because of the grant too, we were able to, you know, be given that rehearsal time and to really be in the space. But we were also so in the project being the role of a dancer and a choreographer. It definitely was difficult and it definitely was a learning curve and probably won't happen again in the (laughs) same way. Right. Um, Because then it also does take longer too. Like, we could have, probably, if we were just choreographers, you could have created that piece in, like, half the time. Because we're in it, we're, like, in and out and in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's a point, like, what role do you really want to play when you're trying to run your own collective or company or whatever it is you're trying to do? It's when you're kind of blurred lines or, like, working in these multiple roles, it definitely takes a lot more time, and you have to consider that as well. So, when you're... Because you're already thinking, what's next? <laughs> so are you thinking you want to take on more of a dancer role or a director role? Or have you even thought that far ahead? Um, you as well. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do think about it. Because then I, I think about babies. And it's like, when am I going to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> but that's also like far, far future. <laughs> Those are real thoughts, though. Like, yeah. that, like I'm 30, I'm- you know? And like, as a woman, head, right? You, it's like something you have to consider. Yeah. Biologically and genetically and totally. And we all have that secret number. Like, okay. At like 32, that's, that's when yeah. I can, yeah. okay, well maybe 35. Okay. Maybe that's 36. Like and you're like, when is it going to happen? Right. It's like tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I love being a dancer and I love having the chance to perform because, you know, even now, like we're not really doing it as much, but we're doing it in more meaningful ways and things that we love doing. Right. So I love having that chance to perform, but I really do love the choreographer role too. So like we've already like said, you know, next time maybe it's like two separate pieces where one of us leads and one of us creates. Oh, interesting. Or is the body there? Or is the body there? Yeah. So a bit more in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't, yeah. I love both. Yeah. It's just like what's, you know, sometimes you just, you're in the moment, you're like, I just really want to dance this part. Like, I don't want to give that up. And I don't have to because yeah. it's our show. So yeah. I'm like, I'm dancing this part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And then, and then there's sometimes I'm like so happy to sit on that chair and just tell people how to move. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, I want this more. And they're like, that, that's really hard. I'm like, I know, but try. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to look so good. Just trust me. <laughs> so that was kind of nice to watch. There was a lot of duets and, and trios and I got to sit out and 
have that moment of like piecing things together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you don't usually get much time to do. Mm-hmm. And we got a residency too for the first time at Factory Theater, so that was that also was wonderful. That's awesome. And we got sponsored space from the Underground and Millennium, so that was really and Dance Fusion. Um, but it was nice because the dancers live downtown, so right. able to like provide a space downtown. That was right. really really nice. Super helpful. Yeah. What was the hardest part about this production specifically? One <laughs> <laughs> oh. of okay. you looked like you knew exactly what it was going to be. <laughs> You know what was nice was that this time the hardest part was not about money and it was so nice because we did this was our this is our fifth production and like our productions previous were like oh my goodness are we gonna break even like mm. yeah is it, like are we gonna have no sponsors we need to have this much we need to you know sell this much and this time we weren't like we knew people would come and it wasn't so much like hey are you like hey you're coming to my show right like making sure those <laughs> friends and family were like there yeah. those people we just trusted were coming mm-hmm. and they did but it, it was nice not to worry about money you're like okay if no one comes to a show we're still okay yeah. right <laughs> so that was not a worry um i think a worry becomes more so of like when you're splitting a role between dancer and choreographer like we yeah. this is still like our it was still our baby and our our thing and it was hard to I guess shut it down in a way like mm-hmm. you're wanting it to come together but you're still trying to like you know remember your own choreography at one point and still make it make sense as a whole and you're like I don't even know what's happening or just trying to I don't know where I'm going I think, I think <laughs> what okay. you're trying to say is that sometimes like as a choreographer you don't know what's happening. You get to the point where you get really lost and you have a lot of material mm-hmm. and the dancers are looking to you for like direction. And, you're and we're looking at each, each other. other. <laughs> and we're looking at each other being like, what the frig is going on? <laughs> and, and then, but we're also dancers. So we're at the same level as them at the same time. So we feel like how they feel, but at the same time we have to have answers that we don't have just yet. Mm-hmm. So that was also like a little, like we need to figure it out because we don't, we know how they feel because we feel it too. And like, and then I guess another thing was also learning those boundaries of setting those boundaries and really explaining. Right. We had dancers in our show that aren't familiar with modern and contemporary creation techniques and like, and really explaining like how the process is and understanding there is a lot of stop and there's a lot lot of go. And then there's little times where you're literally sitting there and just like waiting for instructions as the choreographer figures out what they want. Right. And you have to just pick up and remember what you were just taught two hours ago. Mm -hmm. That's just the name of the game. Or, you know, we're all sharing movement and like, Sometimes we might all create things and we all, we might pick things, but then it might never be used. Right. And that's just the way we share and the way we, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't belong to anyone. It's just all movement and we'll come as choreographers and edit and pick and see things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our dancers hadn't worked like that or not a lot, but some of them haven't. And so just explaining that and being really transparent about that from the beginning so that they know what their role is as well. And I think sometimes we just assumed that people understood those things, Mm -hmm. but they weren't, they hadn't known. Um, So that was a learning experience. And then also, yeah, like after you're done the show, there's only five of us and we're all very close and we're all friends, but you know, I'm in the dressing room after like losing my mind because I'm like, as the choreographer now, like I want certain things to be done and how do I tell my friends, but my dancers at the right. same time, what I need for them in a way that doesn't come off. Like I'm going to, I'm like fires coming out of my ears. Like, you right. know, not like that. I was that mad, but you know, you're really like, you want it to be perfect essentially or right. whatever the best it can be. And you know, it can be the best you can be, but you don't even know how to explain. Like, you don't know how to, you don't have the vocabulary to get it there yet. Yeah. Or well, you like, can like feel it. And also like, emotions. Emotions. Yeah. And you're just trying to be like, <laughs> I'm centered. I'm a human being. Like I'm going to control my emotions, but I'm like, I'm so high amped right now because we just performed yeah but then there's all these little things that we need to fix and i need you to fix them and i don't want to come off like mm-hmm. like you know an overbearing person but... or like a bitch because yeah. you're a woman and you're a female choreographer totally. right yeah. because yes. like you know male choreographers can say it and you're like okay yeah sure sure yeah, right. we're, we're, and that's the same <laughs> thing it's like you know we are all our friends but we're like okay how do we say this without with that boundary still you know being there but like not coming across like you didn't do this or anything like that. Yeah, it's not right, like right. it was ever said, but yeah, there's like it's an hard. interesting point 
when being a choreographer is like, how do you place blame? Right. Or I'm not going to sort blame. How do you place responsibility? Mm-hmm. Right. Like after you give something to the dancers, their responsibility to, to keep working on it or to keep it where you want. And then your responsibility to tell them which direction to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it's a lot of like give and take. And sometimes it's a lot of like figuring it out on the fly. Right. Cause you don't know how to say it. They don't know how to articulate or understand what you're saying. Cause you can't articulate it. Yeah. But then yeah. that, I think that also like, that's something we did learn too is, you know, those things have to be said right in the beginning. This is what mm-hmm. we expect of you. Yep. This, you can tell us what you expect of us. And it, it, I think that, you know, would set a stronger scene and be like, okay, if you're learning this choreo and, you know, maybe you're sitting around for a while, take that and review it or something. It's just things like that, right? You can always, if you set that communication and that, you know, establishment of like what our roles are, and we will do that now too because we've learned that. Right. Expectations. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even expectations for ourselves. Like, what is our? What are we accomplishing today? Who's doing what today? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to see today? Like, like really, like ironing, ironing it out, and like putting points there. And we had really great conversations with our our cast. Like, they're amazing humans, and mm-hmm. they really wanted to like we had really good moments of just sharing and having an open circle and like, you know, debriefing if we needed to debrief. And so that, you know, we could keep creating in a healthy environment because it was long. Some of the days were super long, long, nine to six, like we're in the studio all day Mm -hmm. and there's only five of us and that you only see five of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the week, you're like, well, we're still here, you know? (laughs) And that's what companies go through. They're like, you know, we were, we got to um, go to Amsterdam last summer and we, we got to sit down with dancers of the Hoffesh company mm-hmm. and they were explaining like they went away to a house in Italy and they were just together for like a whole month, right. just them and didn't see anyone else. And I was like, wow. And they all, they did is create or some days they did nothing. And like, that's kind of what we experienced like a whole week of like creation and like being around the people all day. Yeah. And like, how do you react getting to know their emotions? And I think that's how it was so different for us. Cause we were so in tune with everyone mm-hmm. that when it came to like stage time, it was like, okay, remember we're also like, Right. We're, we're choreographers, we're the producers, we're this as well. Yes. Like, try to remember, like, when we start to separate away from being dancers and just, like, just the company, and then when the other roles start to take yeah. place, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the content of it a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Mindfulness. Mindful. 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 Yeah. So, mindful was... Um, kind of an exploration and a journey and research about uh, mental health and mental illnesses and specifically anxiety, depression, and OCD. And so our message essentially was talking about how people have to continuously connect and check in on everyone. And it's not something that just goes away. Um, Mm -hmm. Mental health and mental illness is something that people deal with on a regular basis. And everyone deals with it in a unique and individual way. And therefore how you approach people is like really understanding that you have to listen. You have to give time. You have to give space for people to have space to acknowledge their mental health and their mental illness. And then understanding how to cope and give ways for this person basically to live their life in the most productive way possible. So that's kind of how the show went. The show was like showing different experiences of these illnesses and showing a community of friends supporting each other through their experiences. Right. So it was about an hour and a bit, hour and ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Without an inter- intermission. Without an intermission. Ooh. Five dancers, and everyone explored something completely different. And uh, there was high times, there was low times, and yeah. Why did you want to talk about mental health? That's what I want to say. Uh, we discovered within our, our last show that we really, um, which was about feminism, we were talking about... Um, the F word, right? The F word and that F word. Yeah. Yeah. Both those shows, um, that we really wanted to, our purpose was now to talk about social issues, things that were happening around us, things Mm -hmm. that could not be ignored, things that, you know, everybody was talking about and affected us, affected us and Yeah. yeah, needed to be just brought out from us and, uh, social issues that were really like connect they're important but important to us especially so what we were going through and how we're growing as people and I think on top of that like I had mentioned in our talk back that 
you know, it was coming up a lot in my life within with my family and within my friends and the youth that I work with. So I just felt like, why not talk about this? Why not create something about it? Because it's happening everywhere. And we could do so much more to acknowledge this and right. make people's lives so much easier. Right. You know, and not, and remember that, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. Like you're going to isolate yourself, but you were still here. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day. So. And so when you're in process creating and these are all sensitive subjects, did you find yourself having to be extremely careful with language that you were saying or how you connected to a dancer or how you asked them to dance or yeah, I've never we, been so careful in my life. Yeah, <laughs> we really, <laughs> we really, you know, tried to. We made the space as safe as we possibly could. We, when we hired the dancers, we were in full disclosure of like what the show was about, mm-hmm. what we were asking of them. Um, you know, if they wanted to share their own issues, which they were very open and honest with as well, which helped with the overall piece of the show. Um, so, and then there was things that you know when we were debriefing or talking, it was like. If we have to go through those emotions, we'll go through it mm-hmm. together. And there was, there was breakdowns. There was, yeah, it happened. Um, but also letting those things out and like letting yourself go there, just even as a dancer and as a person, it in a way it was like, okay, I know where my, my limit is in that exploration or, or, you know, I know how this makes me feel. And then it, it also becomes very genuine. So it was... It was, yeah, we had to be careful, you know, it is a very sensitive uh, subject, but like we also try not to limit ourselves from actually feeling certain things Mm -hmm. to get what we needed out of the piece and material itself. Yeah. You're coming in to explore that topic. You're not going to ignore it. Right. Right. So everybody involved has to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was, and it was, um, I mean, I can't speak for the dancers, but, you know, we always made sure to, like, out of rehearsal if so-and-so was okay or mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, for Mel and I, it was different because, you know, we're leaving rehearsal. We're like, okay, so what's next? What worked today? What didn't work? How how else can we say things? Like, we're, we're you know, putting that choreographer's hat on and uh, not so much, like, like when we were doing... I have, I have a solo in the show, and when we were doing that and exploring that, and then, like, that... I broke down one rehearsal and I was like, it's okay. Just like, keep going, let that go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, luckily because I, I don't know, I guess I, it wasn't something that I wasn't, I was feeling because I was empathizing for it, but it's not something I'm going through right. that I'm able to leave it. Mm-hmm. But for, for the dancers themselves, it was more like, yes, they also felt it too. And, you know, maybe some of them are going through their own things, but it's just the constant check-in, be like, you okay? Hey, you okay? And that's like, just comes full circle of what our show was about. Right. It's just like checking in on people mm-hmm. as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of checking. <laughs> Those lots of checking. Lots of empathizing. Lots yeah. of like emotions. And like, I think that's also became very heavy. And then yeah. the whole process was like, on top of doing all these things, it's like, okay, how much have you held in? And how much have you... Right like let go of what's going on in your own mental state it's like it was just like so self-aware like you become so self-aware yeah through Mm -hmm. the process too and we were so careful too with like um we did our first talk back for one of uh our shows and that was really um scary because we were like oh we don't want to talk in public i don't want to do it but when we did it (laughs) we actually loved doing it it was really nice to get audience feedback and like see where they were what they experienced as an audience and they had questions which was so great but even like the carefulness of, you know, we, when we were talking to our dancers, we're like, okay, so this is what we're planning to do. This is what may come up. You know, like, right. are you guys okay with those things? And it was very, I'm like, we don't have to talk about those things. And it was almost like, they were like, no, 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 no. Like, I need to talk about those things. Like, that's why, that's what the show was about. So it was like, even more like they wanted to share their own stories about it. And like, we're really gung ho, but like, we're also like, okay, you sure it's okay? Mm-hmm. Like trying to be super like safe and careful about it. But it also, I mean, it also allows this conversation to happen about mental health right. issues. Like all these things and all these stories. And you're like, I would have never guessed you had this thing going on. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, right. you never know really, right? A lot of it's like v- very unassuming in yeah. people, right? People yeah. put on a really brave face a lot of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for so long, emotions were seen as weakness. Right. And, like, that's only for the arts. Especially as women. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, I don't know why, especially as women. But, like, in general, yes, emotions in are... General. Depending on yeah. which place you're in. The workplace, yes. 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 You don't want to... You save your emotions for your home and everything right. like that. Yeah. And so... And, but that's the difference between art is, like, you can just lay them all out mm-hmm. on the floor. And then it's kind of therapy in its own sense. Mm-hmm. So it was a great show. That's great. <laughs> and that's your third show? Sorry, fifth. Yes. The fifth one. Yeah. The show. Wow. So how long have you guys been a company or how long have you guys been a duo? Um, officially the four years. Yeah, four years of company. And then, but we... Five. 2015? Oh. 2019. That's four years. Fourteen. No, you need to check what this is because I asked you this question a long time ago and I told you to decide if it's four or five. Uh, one, one place on our website I think says 2014 and then somewhere else is 2015. So oh, it's like four or five. Usually really like a know. website audit. Something, something <laughs> it's our fifth that. show. So I'm saying five years, but it's not really five years. It's not Mel's really... probably right. She usually oh is. Oh my God. Wow. I'm um, weird. <laughs> it's recorded. It's recorded, Mel. You can listen to it anytime. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we met each other in university. So at York University, uh, we both were in the dance program and we met in first, we met in Frosch. 2007. 2007. So it's been a, a long friendship now. We're so old. 11 and a half years. 11 and a half years. She's proud of it. She's like, <laughs> I'm so proud of it. And then we, we, we danced all through university and then we also got to go, got to go on an exchange to England. Yeah. Um, in our third year, and then I think that's really when we were like so inspired to start our own thing, mm-hmm. and we learned like we love the movement out there and the physicality of that, and we wanted to bring that back and, and introduce it to Toronto, and mm-hmm. and also we were such versatile dancers, so we always wanted to take everything else we've learned and put it into contemporary dance. Mm-hmm. So once we came back from the exchange, we had like these prospects, but then it didn't happen until a couple of years later because life happens and mm-hmm. you need to make money and she went and did her master's and oh, where'd you go to your master's i went back to england actually the same yeah. university of chichester yeah so i did that in dance so i was gone for like a year and almost a year and a half not quite but about that and i was dancing commercially and being all famous over here <laughs> yeah it was a lifetime ago yeah but we were do- doing different styles and like yes. you know and adventuring out and performing for different artists and stuff like that. And, yeah. And then eventually we're like, now we can do this. Now we have the time. Now we want right. to. And it's you know it's also really empowering when you create your own work. It's yes. like you you know that whole thing like oh there's nothing going on in Toronto. We always feel that like mm-hmm. there's no opportunities. But like we get to create our own opportunities. Yes. And then so when people say like there's nothing in Toronto, I'm like yeah, but. You can make it. We can make it. And yeah. we have that opportunity now putting mm-hmm. on our show and, you know, working with different entertainment companies or different corporations. You know, they're always calling us to do something else the following year once you make those connections. And right. so it's like you're kind of stepping into a different world. Before you were just the dancer and you're like freelance and going everywhere and teaching everywhere. And now that we have our company, it's like kind of streamlining and actually really do performing more, more for ourselves and making connections and making opportunities where people think, oh, but that's, there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that makes sense. but Totally. Yeah. Also, probably not starting your company right out of university made it much more focused. Mm-hmm. When you guys like took that time to like really decide what you wanted, which is probably very different than if you'd done it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, I don't know if most people, you know, get out of school and are like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then they, you know, nail that first dream job that they get or they know, right? Like, like I had no out of idea. Trying to pay I off still have no idea. Like, Everybody's so hungry too. Yeah. Like, you can just like the desperate, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit, of, I mean, like speaking as someone who came out of no. school and was like so hungry. Yeah. And now I'm like mellowing out. I'm like, if it happens, yep. it happens. Totally. Yeah. That comes with maturity too. Yeah. So you, like you, like you get to choose what you want to do. Yes. And in the beginning, you were just taking every job that came yep. your way for the the, stup- the exposure dollars and whatever. Yeah. And now, and we also did, we were that talking bullshit about, line we're taught. Yeah. The exposure <laughs> line. <laughs> do you remember? Like we were just looking at our, like Instagram. Like when Instagram came out, like we weren't really on that train yet. So we 
like established ourselves after Instagram became huge. So we also had to learn that whole right. How to use social media as a tool, as yeah. a business tool. Yeah, that was really interesting too. Like yeah. where we fall in, like in generational, like generationally, of like right. the trends. So before, when we came out of university, it was like there was so much work. Like as a dancer, you, and you, people went to auditions, and yeah. Yeah. you know, and now people like just book you off Instagram, and you're like, what the. How's mm-hmm. that happening? Yeah. You don't even have to audition. Just I mean, I'm not a fan of auditions. Anything. Neither no. am I. And like I feel no. like they're a little like a flawed old flawed system, but well, I don't yeah. know a better way to, to do it. They are, that, but so. I th- I also think people get stuck in a rut of just hiring the same people and then never experience like other ways of moving or other mm-hmm. ways of working or mm-hmm. you know, I think there's also like some positive and yes, throwing like an open call out there every once in a while. I what I do like, like search for people. And yeah. Like yeah. What I do like and think is effective is when choreographers do a workshop and then an audition right, right after. Yeah. So you get to see people work in a different way and for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. you know, they don't just like learn a piece of choreography. You have one chance to do it and then you're like cut or not. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I see how you work in a class or a rehearsal setting. Mm-hmm. So I see your worth ethic. Right. I see how you work with other people. Mm-hmm. And then you That's see them point. like develop a little bit because I'm one of those people that just, it takes me a long time to get choreography mm-hmm. and it has to sit in my body and I have to do it over and over and over again and I have to like sleep on it. Mm. So auditions are just like not my strong point. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a really great worth, ec- worth ec- ethic and I think I work really well with other people. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would like shine in a, in a setting like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other like, people feel the same. Yeah. I think that is that would be a really smart solution maybe. But also for me, I'm listening to you think that and... I'm like, so I have to take off a day. That means I'm not working. So can I really sacrifice that? True. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm also like, okay, I want to show up to audition. If you don't want me, don't waste my time. Don't also keep me for four hours out of my time for you you to say no. This particular look like and just say what you want <laughs> and just say you yeah. wanted this say you right. only want colored people i'm fine with that but just say <laughs> just it just like have had this conversation we were just having this conversation so about, much like yeah just say what you want i don't think you can advertise i sorry i don't think you can advertise it as just as like that i think like there's laws against people advertising auditions like that because i know it is in the states because really? like they oh. can't like when they I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is what happened from, like, talking to other people. But when they auditioned for Hamilton again, Mm. they, like, couldn't say anything Mm. in the Hamilton audition Mm. about, like, what they were looking for specifically. So. Yeah. Yeah, you want to include everybody. Yeah, right. I get it. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. That world is a little frustrating, but I don't think the, I don't know if the world we really... We dance or belong to. We just we use our networks a lot of the we time. We do, and it's yeah. yeah, and it's that you know it's networking, and it's like who you know, right? It's totally. like so much like who you know and how you can stay connected to that person, and right. Yeah, I also think just going up to a person, being like, "I really enjoyed watching you dance today. Like, if we'd like to work together, and like just mm-hmm. then and there, like there's a connection. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you found something. Like, I I really like to work with you. The next time something comes up, I'm going to you. Like, just put it out there. Right. Instead of being like, I gotta have an audition. You have to come to my audition. Like, no, I just saw you dance. Right. Like, I don't need you to prove to me again. It's a weird power move. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is way. Oh, we've known choreographers to do that just because to just create clout. Like, just to be like. Oh, and then charge for your audition. Yeah, oh, that is crazy. That, well, oh it's my just gosh. like when you apply for festivals too, and there's an Arena administration, fee. yeah, fee, and it's like fifty dollars, and you're like, I get it. Okay, maybe you're getting a lot of like it's the same thing with jurors. Like people yeah. have to read your application, right? But like fifty dollars, like really fifty dollars. I... I just saw a springboard post about how many dancers they auditioned. They danced auditioned 750 dancers at $30 a pop. It's $23,000. And then their tuition is like through the fucking roof. I was so pissed when I read that. Wow. How can you... That's that's Corinne's like I'm stressed. (laughs) It's like holds my eyeballs open. Yeah, Uh, I was just like, how how do you like what what's that about? Why do you need thirty dollars from dancers who are asking you for a job, and you are one of the biggest touring audition summer programs? Where's that twenty three thousand dollars going? Yeah, 
Also, like, realistically speaking, like, do you have the numbers to back up that people are taking that program and getting hired from big companies? Because mm. I've heard of maybe two people. Like, yeah. someone that got in with yeah. Mary Schoenard and someone that got in with Hubbard. But, like, other than that, I don't think... And it's, it's made for U.S. Yeah. I was going to say... for Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They took 111 people. I don't know what the stats were, Canadian I mean, not. it'll be, like, 20% Canadians, I bet. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, they definitely have to be a little bit more open with it. It's, yeah, it's a lot to ask, but I mean, I'm not disagreeing just from the business perspective. Because if you're right. also not getting funding in another way, then you would have to charge, right. is what you're like, saying. Yeah, I just, okay I don't know like how any arts to... companies really, if you're, unless you're a school, like how they can really right. sustain themselves. I would be okay with a free audition and me having to pay to be part of the summer program because this is right. training right yeah and if i'm going to that audition i'm probably like either just out of school or in between school years right, right? Yeah. it's a younger yeah. crowd anyways who are yeah. looking to train for the summer yeah mm-hmm. that's fine do not make twenty three thousand dollars <laughs> off auditioning people yeah it's kind of like is that money going to pay some like i, I, I think they need to like, their advertising budget probably yeah it could be right and they put on huge shows that get ticket sales like i don't yeah and that's the key i guess that's kind of confusing too because is it an institution like it's a training program right but everyone knows that there is a connection with juilliard the school yeah, yeah that's school juilliard so are those students getting credits i don't know yeah mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing i'm in i'm intrigued so random it is. yeah <laughs> i understand it's always like where does the money go where is the like, is it really going back to the artists or the dancers? And, like, are they the going to be sub- the community? Yeah. Or is it just going to, like, the facility or the marketing or mm-hmm. the things? And then the it's board. Like, yeah. <laughs> but as a business, you need all of those things, right? right? So to make this thing successful and to get more people involved and all that stuff. It is hard, though, when you're asking people who are just out of school to pay for an audition. Yeah, for younger people, for sure. But you if you're pay, tying it to a... I don't know. Like, you are talking about earlier about a workshop. If you're trying not to take the workshop, and then you can stay to take the audition for free. Yeah, because you're learning something. You're right. gaining knowledge yeah. in the yeah. sense of, like, taking a class. But have either of you been to Springboard Audition? No, I have not. That's not, that's not how they work. They're, like, oh. very traditional. Like, you walk in, you get a number, you learn a piece of choreography, you do it in your groups, they say yes or no, and then they do the next group. Oh. So it's, like, very old school. Oh. It's not mm-hmm. like you're taking a class with this choreographer and you're, like, hanging out with them. It's, like... I mean, I, every time I've, I've done it twice and I've never made it past the first cut, but I was still there for three hours. Wow. Because it's just like, that's how many people are there and they're just like rotating through groups. But isn't it interesting? Like if you are looking for a job and the company's looking for people to hire, you don't make them pay to to interview them. No. Right. You just, you, they come with their credentials and their expertise and you find out whether or not they're good fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why should you have to? Why should they have to pay to be seen? Like, that makes no sense. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. There's this uh, new commercial on TV for Chanel perfume, and it's run like an audition. And there's, like, rows and rows of women um, doing, like, this chair choreography, and you can just hear voiceovers. They're going, no, no. And then they, like, leave one by one. Not her. Okay, her. And then, like, one person gets selected, and I'm like... Like cringing every time it's happening. I'm like, oh, oh ah, triggering. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> so triggering. So triggering. It's awful. Yeah. And there, and it's interesting how different like genres of dance audition things. Mm. Because whereas like in, a, in the contemporary or in the modern dance world, you could just it could just be so free flowing and you're welcoming yeah. and everyone feels like it's not even an audition, even right. though it's a, it's like a class. You're just coming to take yeah. a class. Yeah. And then, or if it's a commercial audition, yeah, it's go in, learn the piece of choreography with 100 people, and then you have to Try not to kick someone in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your, your window your and lane. make sure you're seen <laughs> at the same time. Or, like you were talking about, it's like you're just reaching out to your network because yeah. you know someone that you've watched dance, and you're like, I would really love to see what else they can do or yeah. work with them. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm not sure if we have any of those solutions. Yeah. Well, congratulations, guys, on your show. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, is being an artist fucking killing you? Is it fucking killing you? <laughs> you can answer separately or together. Like my body? 
All of it. Anything. Your mind, maybe? It's fucking killing me in the best way possible. Great. Because I love being an artist, but I, uh, I also am like... It's my dream to just be, you know, a choreographer and have Summeltons running, you know, full time. Have those like you're a company dancer in Toronto, yeah, for Summeltons that'd be great. But I'm also like, okay, I, how else can I fin- financially support myself here? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's hard. It's real hard. I don't know if it's killing me, and like I said, it's killing me in the right ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're wearing wrist tape. I am. <laughs> My body is definitely transforming as the years goes on. I feel 30, guys. I, like, I, I say to her, I'm like, how am I doing this? I feel rude. I feel like someone ran over me with a truck some days. But then you get off stage and you people see people smile and you have people come up to you and say, I really appreciate it. And then you forget everything. And you're yeah. like, it was all worth it for that. Like, you can't take that back. You inspired someone or they just felt something or... You know, they come take your class or they message you in a year from now being like, I just can't wait for your next show. You're like, okay, you're doing something right. I'm right. Going to, right. going to keep going and keep spreading joy as much as you can until my knees decide to turn inside my out. Knees, my <laughs> hips. <laughs> hips. My hips are 30 plus, man. They're... It's my joints. I start to feel it in my joints. Yeah. yeah. Like warming up. Oh, yeah. Or after performing them, I was like. <laughs> I was literally like my my hip was like snapping like the next day after the show. I was like, "What is going on? I can't believe this!" Like literally, like the day I think the last show, I was like, "Something's up with my hip. Like it needs to crack." And then the next day, I stood on it and it was like enormous pain. I'm like, "What's uh, going on?" So, so but yeah, oh, that's great. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Um, any social media that they everyone should go follow. At Summeltunz. S-A-M-E-L-T-A-N-Z. <laughs> yes. I had to think of that for a second. Facebook, right? Instagram. We have a website. Yeah. Summeltunz.com. Yeah. Um, That's great. We're hoping to have some classes soon. Like yeah. ongoing classes ourselves. So stay tuned for that, I guess. And yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um check us out on instagram facebook go to our patreon go to our twitter we got all those things um subscribe to our newsletter as we will be releasing that shortly and thank you all for listening have a great day